0: And welcome to episode number one of the Social Knockout Podcast. I am your host, Marcus Coleman, joined with my co-host Nick Olis Janowitz, or some people call me Nick.
1: But yeah. All right. That's me,
0: Marcus. That's it. And we are excited to bring to you all our, our story, our journey. How did we get to this point? But also what can you expect from us? moving forward. So for starters, I'll let Nick O Nicholas introduce himself formally and give a background. Well that's Nicholas N I C H. Okay. You know, some some of those people have the N I
1: C O L A S. I'm C-H-O-L-A-S. So tell them all about that in two minutes. (laughs) So uh, I was born in the Midwest. I was born uh, in a suburb right outside of Chicago called Cary, Illinois. Not Gary, that's Cary with a C. Small little town. I've always been in athletics. I've been very passionate about everything from weightlifting to martial arts to crazy you know overall athletic achievements I've always been uh, very enthralled by that uh, and that's what I kind of do for a living I own a couple of gyms called Patriot Sports and Fitness and I am a father and husband I have two kids uh, we teach uh, a lot of martial arts and um, over the years I've been doing that pretty much my entire adult life after I got out of the military so my early 20s I started Training people in strength and conditioning, and working at gyms, and personal training, and all that good stuff. And since it's evolved over the years, and just the overall health and wellness aspect, it keeps evolving, and we keep getting a lot more education. Is where I started to it broaden my horizons from you know just personal training to you know a lot with nutrition and just mental health and things like that so uh, I've been going to school non-stop I've gone to seven different colleges and uh, I like to say most of my education wasn't from those colleges but self-taught by just reading a lot of good books and following a lot of uh, smart people mm-hmm. a lot smarter than me and uh, that's kind of how I continue to try to improve myself and my clients and friends and family. And so that's kind of my story. I have. I, I was a professional mixed martial arts fighter, too. I don't know if I yeah, threw that let's in just, there. Oh,
0: so yeah, let's I throw just, that in yeah. there.
1: I've broken a couple world records for yeah. pull-ups and burpees. You know, I did 7,621 pull-ups in a day. But who's counting? Yeah, nah. Nah, nah. no. So counting. I've done some things like that. But, uh, you know, my biggest passion is just trying to spread the knowledge to my students and uh, all of those people. And I think uh, with a lot of the misinformation or you know biased information that you get out there uh, we're lack, lacking a lot of free thinkers and that's one of the things i try to pass on to pretty much anyone I, I speak with is uh how to be a free thinker and look at things in a uh unbiased way and determining the positives and negatives from it um so yeah that's kind of my little spiel and why i'm
0: i'm here i guess you know Well, I can't necessarily top all of that, Rocky Balboa, but I can start off by saying I, too, am from the Midwest, born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, so I decided that I wasn't going to make it professionally in baseball. I decided it myself that I was just going to take myself out that running when I went to College. I went to the really? University of Connecticut and played baseball. I'm very passionate about sports, but I also am very passionate about health and wellness. And I kind of took a different approach to where I was actually noticing that my physical appearance was affected because of the stuff that I was eating, but I wasn't necessarily practicing what I was preaching as a nutritionist and as a health professional. And because I was a big guy, it kind of gave me a little bit of cover. So once you start crossing that 30 path, that's when it starts to get real. So all those health issues that I was warned about in my 20s impacted me. As soon as I turned 30, it was like this huge, like the floodgates opened. So when I met my current wife, that was one of the things. Hi, Kyla. I love you. When oh, I met there my current, that's right. That's it. When I met my current wife, we kind of met on the premise of learning more about each other, mentally and spiritually. So that was one of the biggest things that I wanted to merge was my health and wellness physically with my spiritual journey. So I'm proud to kind of get into that, and I didn't go to seven institutions of higher learning. But I went to enough to where I was able to take away some things, but also, like you said, kind of echoing that same point, a lot of it I did learn just from doing it, just from meeting different clients and their experiences become your your book that you start writing in that journey of life and just being thoughtful and just trying to really, really care for people the right way, getting them off of medications and getting them to understand that food can be fun that nutrition can be fun so i met nick Less or nicholas i met him he was selling oranges <laughs> that's a lie clementine yeah. orange yeah they were they were bananas okay i'm they sorry bananas sorry they were bananas <laughs> And I just thought that he looked like a guy that needed a hug. You know, it was hot. <laughs> he didn't have proper hydration. But no, no, all jokes aside, him and I met actually through his wife.
1: Yep. So, like most people. Yeah.
0: She's the social butterfly. Yep. I met Tracy at City Hall. And from there, I invited them to a meeting that I was having with some other people in the city to form a different type of club, so to speak. Yeah. And turns out this guy had something similar in mind, so that's what got us to other connected people who turned out to be our business partners as well. Correct, And we formed the Hippo Social Club. So that's something that is a tie that binds us all and this podcast is an extension of the Hippo Social Club. That is correct. So we hope that you all do not get bored by us.
1: Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. If you listen long enough, we well, got something good to say.
0: Well, that's the key. We got to treat this like a pharmacy ad to where we tell you all the good stuff first, and then and the side and effects are better. And then we up. say
1: that it's going to give you gonorrhea, herpes, and syphilis <laughs> at the end of it. Or
0: sudden, sudden death. <laughs> or sudden death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. the journey that we have taken to get here so now the goal is for our journey to meet you and you come on it with us and we just all ride off into the sunset man yeah you know let's get that that backpack and stay hydrated and see how far down 35 we can get on foot
1: hydrated with room temperature water (laughs) room temperature water. i learned all about that earlier today with the room temperature water and how it's so much better for you marcus educated me on that see i'm always learning
0: and that's the beauty of it is that we're not only are we always learning, we're always evolving. Because a lot of times you can learn, but that doesn't mean you're evolving. Correct. So I take pride in the fact of being around people that know more than me in certain areas and kind of merging their experiences with my own. So I hope I can learn a lot from Nick because there's a lot of things that I can learn from him as a father. Because I am an aspiring father. I don't. Can you aspire to be a father? Yeah, of
1: course you can. Okay. Aspire to be anything you want to be.
0: Okay, so. That's, That should be a, a top list for a lot of people. Aspire to be a father because yeah. it's awesome. So I'm aspiring to yeah. be a father and a better husband and a better... Professional, but most importantly, being you're, rooted in God's. You're just will. winning all those uh,
1: brownie points with Kyla. And you know, for <laughs> our 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 listeners out there, uh, I think I should mention right from the get-go when we say Kyla, there's two Kylas. Ooh, there good is point. Kyla is Marcus's wife, and my daughter is also a Kyla. So let's uh, we're gonna say the spellings oh, that the, separate them. They that that's true. But how would we dis? Uh, uh, make sure that our viewers can determine which Kyla we're talking about. You know, older Kyla, younger Kyla. See, you can't, can't say, never mention age. Yeah, you age. can't say older, and you can't say bigger Kyla yeah. or smaller Kyla when no. you're talking about females. So, um, the... We just
0: have to put... My daughter, Kyla, or Man. my wife, Kyla.
1: Daughter, Ka- da- daughter Kyla, wife, Kyla. Man. Yeah. Okay. And remember, his wife is not my daughter. Right. So let's clear yeah. that up.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's all legal here. All legal. <laughs> so I want to start off next by discussing what are some of the things that you've done that got you to this point where you wanted to start a podcast? Because a lot of people start them, but for some reason they fall off
1: for me yeah this is for me marcus so i've always wanted i I love to talk if anybody that knows me is uh knows that i'm a talker uh and i actually did a podcast briefly more on like sports and it was just kind of with a couple of buddies i did a few episodes and then covid hit and i moved here so it kind of ended uh but i look at this podcast is where I can really help educate people that really need it. And we have a lot of people I I come in contact with daily that are looking for answers. And a lot of times they're getting those answers from people that really aren't educated in it. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to start attacking people or anything like that, but I think one of the big problems we have especially in this country is when people are looking for health answers they're going to their doctor and I try to explain it to my, co- my clients and there's some phenomenal doctors out there that are very educated in overall health but the truth of the matter is is that like your general practitioner did not go to school for health he went to school for to practice medicine or she or she yes and they they are practicing medicine and what I practice is preventive medicine so I want to give you the information that I know before uh, you have to go to your doctor and a lot of times you know because I've had tons of doctors over the years that I see and I actually like my doctor now even though we have Uh, very different views we have similar goals i just think he's about 10 years behind the education that i i know uh because he reminds me a lot of myself when i started reading you know my first books on veganism and things like that nature but uh it doesn't mean he's a bad doctor he's just he's trying to educate himself and along the way you make a a few mistakes but i had a someone uh, a couple months ago and the big thing he was talking about well my doctor told me and i said Your doctor? What gives him the right to sit there and talk about food? He went to school for medicine, and and then he he's like, I never thought of that before. I go, do, do doctors ever say they're practicing preventive medicine? No, they say they're practicing medicine, and that's the big difference a lot of times. And once again, doesn't mean your doctor is bad or isn't educated in uh, you know preventive medicine, but they didn't learn that in uh, medical school. That is the truth of the matter it's very very small that they even talk about anything nutrition related in medical
0: school so I'll actually I'll second that in one of the things that I focused on in my schooling is wanting to understand functional medicine and preventative medicine from a child's standpoint of how you get older and you're just told okay in order to start school you gotta get this amount of different shots. So what I started noticing when I worked in a K-12 setting was so many of the kids that were there were impacted by different things behaviorally that was affecting their academic performance. But why? Like why is it so many kids all have similar aggression, similar different things that could be seen as problematic for a teacher or an administrator so I just wanted to do a deep dive in that, and i come to find out that it was rooted in the food that they were eating. It was rooted in things that impacted them the same way I always tell clients and tell anybody. The same way that a food could make you happy or give you comfort is the same way it could make you feel the opposite. Worse, sad, depressed.
1: Drugs and alcohol are a perfect example of that.
0: They make you feel
1: good right away, but yep, at the end of the day, it's going to make you feel like poop.
0: Yeah, and that's why it was so important for me to work as an educator, because now I've gained an appreciation for understanding that everything that you eat, everything that you do has an impact positively or negatively. So that's where my passion lies, is helping kids, senior citizens... And parents, because a lot of times the parents will be doing a lot of things simply because someone else told them. So instead of a doctor, like you mentioned, it could be following some chart that says, "Hey, give your kid this amount of servings of vegetables."
1: You mean like when we grew up, the food pyramid?
0: The food pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever
1: happened to that? Oh yeah, it was. There was no
0: science behind it. Never (laughs) was. just, Just made up. So if you look at that. And then you look at how your kid is behaving and how they're performing. If you had the knowledge as a parent now when your kids were younger, do you feel like that would have helped you in a better way to understand them? But what it also opens your eyes to uh, maybe this education setting isn't right for them. So as someone like yourself, you all homeschool. So help the listeners understand how you have benefited from homeschooling and why did you pick that? Well, I mean, there is, you know,
1: obviously we, we started homeschooling right after COVID. So to say COVID uh, wasn't a player in it uh, or a factor uh, would be wrong because it, it definitely was a factor in it, and, but it wasn't the actual virus that I was worried about sending my kids to school. I looked at it as the the information that they were being told at school that I disagreed with. Everything that I was told about, um, you know, airborne v- viruses like you know COVID and and uh, I mean aerosol particles and uh, like COVID and the flu. And then we're going to lock everybody up and make them sicker and put the mask all over them. So that's where I I understood why people like you know why it made sense the to same them. Same mask. Yeah. Yeah, the same cloth mask. Yeah, Let's the cloth mask. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was a, I was a fireman. I have countless certifications through the Construction Safety Council, so I'm highly educated in masks. I, I, I started my first, you know, mask stuff in when I was 18 years old, so I know a lot about it. And then everything that I've gone to school for in 20 years just all of a sudden was... Mm, one doctor says, uh, "Yeah, now it it works with zero real good evidence." And then the evidence that you were getting was like one percent. It can make a one. And I was like, "Wait, what? Is this outweighing, you know, the the mental, uh, uh, you know, I guess brainwashing or mental effects and the psychology that these kids are going to have?" Uh, by having to wear masks every day. So that was one of the reasons. And then uh, the other one was during that time, I didn't feel like they were learning. I felt like it was, here's a screen and we're gonna put you on a screen. And that's what I really trying to get my kids off of. So we have very limited screens in my house. They have their certain hours that they can you know, use a tablet or, or play a game or something like that. But uh, you know, I just saw that they were going to school all day long and all they were on was a, an iPad mm-hmm. all day long. And I was like, you're wondering why your kids are having these emo- emotional issues because they're having these instant gratification with the technology and then they're on it all day and I'm trying to keep them off it. But then I send them to school or take it one step further. Hey, free lunch is at school. And I think you, you, you brought up the other day to me, it's like 75 cents.
0: Yeah, It's uh, less uh, than a dollar uh, spent yeah, on school a school lunch.
1: So can you imagine that's not food? That is man-made chemicals. It's a bunch of chemicals that was not you. We weren't designed to eat, you know. And that you're calling it lunch. And I was like, Why am I going to sell them here? I, their health was more important to me, and and I knew maybe they there would be a step back from math or science or something, which I don't think there has been. But their health and their happiness is more important to me than anything else. I could get two craps whether my kid gets straight A's over him. Yes, it'd be nice. I want them to obviously get straight A's, but I would rather them be happy and healthy, number one. And they weren't getting that, I felt, at the time in the public school system.
0: Yeah, and I'll agree with that because as someone who is very big on – free thinking and doing your own research and understanding that from day one everything that you were told as even as a little kid was completely thrown out the window and it became arbitrary because then once you started questioning something you were basically ostracized from society anyway so like myself being an independent Thinker, while also being someone who's rooted in evidence that comes from multiple sources and also believing in God, it really kind of recenters you in a lot of stuff. But then you kind of just shut down because you feel like you're just talking to yourself. So now you start looking around you. It's like, who's on my team? Yeah. Are you on
1: my team? Are you cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that? It was that. Um, okay, we're 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 buddies.
0: Yeah, it was like, it was some old commercial where they were like, it was an advertisement for something, and they were like, you remember that you gelling? You gelling. Yeah, it was yeah. for the, I think, the insoles. Souls. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a similar yeah. deal. I remember where,
1: that. Oh, you gelling? Yeah, yeah, I'm gelling. I remember that, yeah. So
0: it was a similar concept to where you had to be very careful with who you could talk to because you didn't feel like, for one, did they even understand it? Yeah. And two, did they even care to yep. want or was the propaganda and the programming so intense it was. that no no you we know that yeah. from day one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Fair the sad enough. part was you just look at the kids and then you looked at the seniors and then you just looked at society as a whole like when I moved down here I didn't I moved down here in March of 2020 I didn't see I didn't have a conversation with anybody that wasn't
1: not wearing a mask. No, not yeah, not, not even that. that.
0: I didn't even get the chance to have a just an interaction with anybody that wasn't in a store, like a checkout person or yeah. something like that until like eight months later. Yeah. So you're completely isolated against your will, but then you realize that, even if you aren't even doing it on purpose, the world is isolated, so yeah. you have no choice but to, what, get to know some bugs? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's almost like when Michael Jackson befriended Ben <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. I don't know if this yeah. is real life, but it was like he befriended a rat because it was like it was the only yeah. thing that he could talk to.
1: Well, that's, you know, one of our, our three pillars, you know, for this whole podcast is fuel, movement and connection. When you're lacking connection and people really don't understand how powerful connection is to other human beings, to your environment, how that plays on your mental state. And those are some of the things that, you know, while we'll obviously talk a lot about, you know, food and uh, movement and exercising, stuff like that, even, you know, if you, you had to put one of them at the top, connection is everything, man. If you But if, if you're not connected with your, your peers, your, your family, uh, your faith, or the and the environment you know you're gonna it's gonna affect other areas of your life you know if one if you're lacking in in one of those pillars fuel movement and connection more than likely it's gonna affect the others and connection is one of the biggest ones think of it if you sit home all day long you don't talk to anybody you think you're eating the healthiest foods no, you're sitting on the couch. Now you're lacking movement. You're locking people up, you know, going back to COVID. You're locking them up. They're going to be eating horribly. That's why, you know, obesity, I mean, it was always going through the rough pre-COVID, but now it even, you know, uh, advanced that, you know, years ahead. And uh, a lot of that stems from the connection part. You're putting people in the middle of nowhere. That's why they put people in the hole in jail. They put them in the hole and they go crazy, man. They go crazy. You know, that's like the worst punishment you can do. But now we're trying to make people believe that, like, hey, you staying by yourself is saving lives. You staying
0: here is, you know, using that political propaganda. Because you could always it was always so funny is that, okay? it's so it's so deadly and it's so harmful that we have to shut down outside parks but yet, it's not deadly enough to where you can go into a Target, a Walmart, or... Well, you know,
1: the, the thing that I always remember is when I moved here, Marcus, and uh, we're in Round Rock, Huddle, you know, North Austin, and Round Rock Donuts is the big thing, right? And it was just, I was so dumbfounded. I would drive by there. Downtown Round Rock in the line is wrapped around the block at two o'clock on a Tuesday at Round Rock Donuts and they're all wearing masks. You know, and I'm like, they're all worried about their health wearing their masks, but they're just gonna scarf down one of the you know worst foods, processed foods out there. And don't get me wrong, shout Round, out to Round Rock are, Donuts. Yeah, they're phenomenal. For not every it, day. Yeah. Not every day. Having a little treat, enjoying the fruits of life. I get it. I do it just like everyone else, but not daily. I'm not doing that daily <laughs> at two o'clock on a Tuesday when there's a virus, and we know obesity has a big problem, you know, a big thing to do with uh, you being able to uh, f- fight it off or not fight it off. So,
0: yeah, it was uh, always interesting because it, it was a great opportunity for you to kind of really see who. Your friends are or just who you could depend on to share information but also people that you knew like hey when in a pinch yeah I I have to be able to rely on certain people like who is really in my circle of trust yes so it was hard because you kind of had to emotionally separate from certain people, whether it was friends or family. So that's what kind of helped bring us together is because we realized that, you know, the things that, like you mentioned, the connection component is something that can jumpstart the fuel because you you bond over health and wellness or you bond over trauma, either one. So in our case, I think it was great that we met in a setting that we didn't do the same thing like me my lane is nutrition and education your lane is punching people in the face yeah I don't know anything (laughs) that's not what I do (laughs) so martial arts right so just a little more
1: more colorful in explaining it yeah at the end of the day you're
0: punching someone so the beauty of it is that it allows for you to Gain a respect and of appreciation, but also a common ground because, regardless of what type of movement it is, it's still a movement that requires dedication, skill, and a commitment.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the things, you know, we we've spoken about is that we want to deal a lot with like seniors, not just like the children and athletes. Obviously, I already do that. But, yeah, we want to do a lot more with seniors. Like the more we can get them moving, the more that we can, you know, staying on the right track. Like I want to see more people like uh, we were talking a little current vent earlier with that Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. Right now, this how ripped that dude is at 70. That's what I want to be when i'm 75, 80 years old, i want to be a savage just looking like that dude, even more yoked, you know. And 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 that's, you know, when i look at, you know, people like that or you know, where i uh, the people that i follow or i get my information from, i always like to say, well, the proof is in the pudding, right? You know, practice what you preach. You know, well, the proof is in the protein, you know. I like to say that being a gym owner. But those are the guys when i'm going to take nutritional advice on them or i'm going to take health advice on them can they do it themselves you know are they actually healthy or do they have all these types of issues and then i'm going to get you know it's like going to a fat personal trainer to lose weight like he can't even do it himself why would you go there
0: or herself or
1: herself you know
0: what i mean Hey, we're just, He'll we, correct me yeah, a lot. We're, we, we're in Austin. Yes. We have to be politically correct here. Yeah. So i actually. Does that mean we're going to be doing days? Yeah. And, no, and, we're not. Okay. We're not going that okay. far. That's that's where we stop.
1: <laughs> a so, dolphin. Yeah.
0: We're, we're, <laughs> I I uh, I'm a dolphin. Yeah. I would like you know. to be a dolphin today, Marcus. Hey, that's on you, sir. <laughs> I'm not acknowledging you as that. Art Yeah, you can be that. You can be all you want. Is
1: that what a dolphin makes, or they're like? That's a goat. I have the slightest clue, but... Well, if I'm going to be a dolphin for the day, I need to be able to make the sounds.
0: I'll just be Marcus for the okay. rest of my life. All right,
1: maybe maybe I'll
0: go back to being Nick Nicholas. Yeah, let's try that. Now, for me, I want to say that it wasn't necessarily an epiphany, but it was more like a wake-up call when I looked up and I was almost 300 pounds. What?! Yeah, a lot of people don't believe you're until I boy. show them the pictures. Well, like, you are tall. Right. So, and yeah. that's why I was able to get away yeah. with it. You're broad like 200 shoulders. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was able to get away with it because of the broad shoulders and my height. And when you're in your own skin every day, you don't realize what kind of journey you're on, good or bad, until you look at some like old photos or something. Yeah. And you're like, man. Look at that chin. Yeah. <laughs> you got so, two chins. I just and then I was having so much pain in my body, just chronic inflammation through my entire body. And then you just chalk it up to, oh, well, I was in a few accidents and no, well, it was years of playing sports. So you finding rationale, finding excuses, finding excuses instead of realizing that it's like, well, you kind of just sat here watching TV, eating a five dollar pizza from Little Caesars. Yeah. And that's not all. No. That's just for that sitting. Sitting, yeah. So I wanted to be around like minded people that actually practice what they preached. Like there's nothing worse than talking to someone and then physically you see that what they said doesn't match the in person. You see it every day, and, every day in the health industry. Or even worse, yeah. talking to a parent who has all these plans for their kid but they won't do it but they won't do it (laughs) had that conversation a couple
1: days ago i said how do you expect your kid to do it i go and she's like yeah you're right it's probably my fault i go it's a hundred percent your fault Your kid's that way because you're the one doing the grocery shopping. You can't expect him, you know, being 50, 75 pounds overweight and then making him go work out like a dog. I go, that's that's some cruel and unusual punishment. Hey, let's fix the diet a little bit, get him walking. We can't just go and put him in some hard class and be like, he doesn't like it. Of course he doesn't like it. It's crazy hard. It's it's grueling. Let me put a 100-pound vest on you and see how you feel, you know. And, uh, but once again, that came back to a lack of education, right? And so it's people like that, that they just don't know. And that's what this podcast is for to help those people. Like we're all positivity, baby. You know, like I want people to know that. Yeah, we're going to talk some hard topics. That's why we have the knockout in the, in in the title there. But at the end of the day, like we want to collect people and we want to make them no longer victims and instead victors. You know, that's what we want. Well, I got that from our pastor. So I stole that from Ski at Christ the Rock Church, you know, if I'm going to. Yeah, but but you know what? It's uh, it's, it fits. It It does. And that's that's what we have. We have way too many victims and everybody's got an excuse and we need more victors out in the world. And this is you're going to get a lot a little information on all this stuff. And it's just it's going to be such a great podcast. I'm really excited for it. We've got some awesome topics coming up, don't we?
0: Yeah, so that leads into our last takeaways for this episode is, this is the start. So this is, if this were an assembly line for a car, this would be, we've already designed the car, we got all, we sourced all the manufacturing for the parts.
1: Uh, from America?
0: Yeah, 100%. Yes, this would be as if these, everything was made in for by USA soil not what gm does or ford does where it's like 68 percent here but 32 percent was sourced in this part that you can't even pronounce and then they shipped the car back over here none of that
1: That's that's an important part because when we do talk about food we we'll, you know we will discuss buying local and what's natural to your habitat as they say
0: right so one thing we're very big on in texas as well as for Hippo Social Club is our beef initiative and our raw milk initiative. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to learn a lot about what it truly means to buy local, support local, and how we will put you all in the best position to understand what farm-to-table looks like physically, mentally, emotionally, but just building a rapport with you all so we can get to know you all better and you can get to know us. Yeah. So next week... We are going to be talking about... You have to tune in to find out. Ooh. Ooh, you whispered it. Because if we tell you now, you will think you know the answer. That's true. But you really don't. No, they don't. They don't.
1: So... Maybe some do. Yeah, some yeah. will. There's some smart people out there.
0: So 30 seconds or less.
1: Give the people something for the weekend. <clears throat> hey, it's... it's. Uh that uh season of blowing stuff up which i love doing our independence day here in america so be safe man don't be stupid uh fireworks are extremely dangerous i blow them off don't be drinking while you're lighting them off or a lot i guess and uh really pay attention especially if there's a lot of children around because uh you know they're kids at the end of the day and there are accidents all over the place so be safe guys be safe this weekend and we will talk to you next week or i will and you marcus what you got
0: i have nothing else to add as he said it all i think that was a great outro and we look forward to seeing you all next week thank you all for tuning in and see you soon have a blessed weekend peace out